you may be surprised to know that there is another vision meditation you can do instead of the hundred questions if you've already done them once before well it's always good fun to do them again you learn so much about yourself but if you're tired of that here's another exercise you might want to try you will need a pen and paper divide the pen and paper into four boxes so draw a box and divide it down the middle and across the middle in the bottom left hand corner bottom left hand corner put the title build energy can you hear the lightning in the top left hand corner build uh, write the heading store energy in the bottom right hand corner write stop the loss of energy and in the top right hand corner direct your energy if you were to summarize human nature and understand the whole function of being a human being on earth these are the four categories into which all self-leadership must fall building your energy storing your energy stopping the loss of your energy and directing your energy obviously directing your energy is causing and creating and building something in your life it could be an intangible thing like a romance or it could be a tangible thing like a house it could be an intangible thing like health or family or it could be a tangible thing like children or a car The first thing you'll need to know when you're talking about directing your energy is into what? And that leads into the conversation that we've been having for the last few days is what do I want? What do I want? So what am I going to direct my energy into building? So I want you to start on the piece of paper with that question what am I going to direct my energy into building it's such a silly question but it's really important to write it down and it's really important to write it down in a, an open-minded way given that you now know there are seven areas of life you might even like to say what am I going to direct my energy into and cover off each of the seven areas of life or at least some of them or most of them because you really want to do you really want to build health relationships social financial mental career and spiritual you, you really do want to build something in each and what you want to direct your energy into needs to be your definition not mine your definition of what you define as the thing you want in each of the seven areas of life 
The next area that I would really love you to work on right now is the area of building energy. Now, a lot of people use synthetic energy. Synthetic energy is sugar, uh, excitement, uh, adrenaline-producing activities. Uh, a lot of people build energy from things that make them up and then crash down uh, the next day or the next night. Elation, we've already talked about elation and depression. We've already talked about blood sugar spikes causing incredible damage with blood sugar lows. We've talked about addiction to pharmaceuticals and products that make us feel high one minute, like falling in love, and low the next, like falling out of it. A lot of people are addicted to things that build energy synthetically. The four substitutes for synthetic energy, the four substitutes are food and substances, greed, which is trying to get a control of everything, sexuality, and ironically, spirituality. Any of the four substitutes taken to excess lead to the highs that people called energy, but they are unsustainable and therefore they lead to lows that take away everything that we built in the process. So therefore, I'm strongly suggesting that you talk about how do I sustainably build energy? And that may be a great way of defining your lifestyle. What are you going to do? Are you going to run every day until exhaustion, which is burning energy so that you don't get grumpy at work? Or are you going to run to a certain point that is healthy, builds your VO2 max, sustains some level of sustainability in your health and well-being, and takes you where you want to go over a period of time by gradually building up your cardiovascular strength, such as the burst training, such as really enjoyable fast walks or, or gratitude walks or even a little bit of Pilates or yoga. What are you going to do to build energy in your body, breathing techniques and things? But none of them are shortcuts. And those of you who, whose habit it is to rush towards the future, I really would love you at this point in time to be sitting there going, how am I going to build energy sustainably? How am I going to build energy enjoyably? And how am I going to build energy on a daily basis that's not a rush toward the future? And because the last thing you need, I promise you, as I hit head towards my mid to late 60s, uh, the last thing you need is to be rushing towards the end of life because it bloody comes faster than you expect. And so I would be saying, try to build energy by things that actually slow you down and, and build you up, like gratitude, like what you've learned so far, not judgment, like not uh, uh, getting caught up in stuff. So you build energy by focusing, you build energy by uh, working on your purpose, you build energy 
by doing what you love and loving what you do and being paid well for it. You build energy by self-respect. You build energy by working on your values. You know these things now and you've learned them already in the 30 days. You'll be so surprised how powerful the things you've learned so far are in building energy, the mind power, the cellular, the environment, the values, and now we're working on your vision. And of course, we've already spoken about self-talk. These are energy-building powerhouses. That's why we call it the Power Hour. The next question we're going to be talking about in this quadrant is the top left. How am I going to store this energy? Now, a lot of people, you will find, get uh, if you, if you uh, hang out outside any yoga class, and as, as you know, I've owned three yoga schools in the history of my business life, and if you hang out outside a yoga school, you'll find people chattering and, and talking and flirting and, and excited about how great the teacher was. But if you go to India and learn yoga, what they teach you is when you come out of a yoga practice, shut the fuck up and sit down and let that energy be you. Become the energy. And so sometimes the ability to hold self-worth, to hold power in a meeting is the ability to listen, the ability to sit silently and absorb, to observe, to watch, to, to allow the, the environment to, to creep in and you just sit there going. And what you do is you physically grow your physical body outside of the limitations of this little one that you've been born in and you start to get a sense of what's called your astral body. Your astral body is your energy field, is your so-called aura. And there are people in the world, if you ever get near them, as, as I've been fortunate enough to do, Bill Clinton or Madonna or the Dalai Lama or Patabi Joyce or any of these people sting, you will realize that you can feel them coming from streets away. You can feel them coming. I worked with Carlos Santana. And Carlos Santana was this little, 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 little man. But when he was on stage and I was at his concert, 20, 30,000 people thought they were shaking hands with Carlos Santana. The power and the spirit of this man was huge. And that's because his aura and his love and his energy was stored in his body and he didn't give it away. He just expanded it out and allowed it to touch people without throwing it into the crowd. What a gift did Carlos Santana demonstrate on stage. And I sat with him in a room straight off stage, in a room that not much bigger than the room I'm sitting in now, like a, a fairly large office room. Carlos Santana, my business partner and I, the three of us sat there for one hour straight off stage while Carlos Santana talked about his music, but he mostly talked about sexuality because 
That's the power that he held. That's how he defined what he said was his energy. The vitality of life was his sexuality. And it didn't need, a, didn't need for him to be squirting it out through a sexual act. It just needed to be owned and treasured and valued and respected and held on to and not given away by reacting and stressing and worrying. This power that we all have is the strength of our convictions, our strength of our sense of self, our strength of being able to hold energy in our body and really revere the fact that we've been born and blessed with the ability to live in this life right now at this time and own that space. Included in your storage of energy are your visions, are your dream boards, are your expectations and hopes and, and feelings of love for the future and what Carlos Santana called your sexuality, the tantra of life. The next quadrant we're going to go to is the bottom right-hand corner, stopping the loss of energy. Wow. If you spent your entire life just working on this quadrant of the box, of the square, if you spent no other time studying anything else in your life except this topic, you would become a leader in your own right because it is the deliberate and unquestionable sabotage of our lives when we deliberately go about seeking attention through burning energy for no good reason. We waste it with the following. Worry. You're worried? What good is it doing? Ruminating. What good is it doing? Rattling shit around inside your head ruminating and worrying the same thing, thinking about something that doesn't serve your purpose, thinking about something that doesn't build the love and energy of your life, thinking about things like funerals and dead people and sadness and, and misery and COVID and all this shit and watching the news to enlighten your, what, darkness? If we just could stop the loss of energy, our lives would never be unhealthy. We would be, uh, we could save ourselves so much time going to the gym because our body would form the shape of an energized being. But no, we waste it <clears throat> because we don't feel worthy. Because we don't feel worthy of being vitalized and sexualized and energized within, we burn it. And so we start going for a run to what? get rid of some energy. We start shaking. We sit in a chair. We cannot sit still in a chair for more than five minutes without picking up the bloody phone and typing someone's text message or, or feeling disappointed or angry or emotional or trying to engage something on Facebook or Instagram. We have lost the control of our energy and therefore we seek unashamedly we seek ways to dis 
burst that energy, getting grumpy at kids, being dictatorial, being authoritarian on our children, being authoritarian on our partner, expecting things from people instead of uh, respecting them, expecting things from ourselves instead of accepting them. We beat ourselves up mercilessly, thinking that this is going to be good. No, it's deliberately and unquestionably burning petrol because we don't feel worthy of being full tank. Have you driven a car with an empty fuel tank and you had to drive down to get to the petrol station? Have you noticed how you drive? Yes, you drive very moderately, conservatively, because you don't think there's enough fuel in the tank to get you to the next petrol station. Well, welcome to the lives people live. Welcome to how people exist on this planet. They drive on empty. Why? Because they burn petrol. They eat too much. They sleep too long. They go to bed, they watch Netflix and they lie in bed and go, Gah, gee, I, I had to watch Netflix in order to sleep. Do we, do we dislike ourselves so badly that we have to Netflix ourselves to death be, in order to get a good night's sleep? Or can we sit there on the edge of our bed and look up to the heavens and receive the message, which is a meditation, and say a prayer of gratitude for life? And can we soothe ourselves, energized and vital, into sleep where the subconscious mind takes over and our spiritual self becomes awake in the depth of sleep and our conscious self goes on an absolute holiday. But not if we don't enter sleep in a state of peace and a state of gratitude in the higher spectrum of the cone of consciousness. So we are absolutely habit formed in the dissipation of energy and then we wonder why we get a little bit sick then we wonder why we get a little bit grumpy and then we wonder why we don't manifest the stuff we want. But because we burnt the petrol that was in a full tank of petrol that was going to be directed into the things that we believe in, we spent the time worrying about the things that we couldn't change. The first law of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and Drugs Anonymous and Sexaholics Anonymous, the poor buggers, the, the first law is God grant me the strength to know what I can change. And, the, the, and what I can't change and the courage to know the difference. You can't change other people. Stop trying. You can't inspire people. Stop trying. You have to be the inspiration that they link to. You can't change a child once they turn five. Stop trying. You've already blown it. Just teach the child to love itself, whatever its construct. Learn. Have the courage. Have the commitment. Have the conviction to learn what you cannot change. And stop being tricked by TED Talks and delusional individuals that think they can change people once they're over the age of three, they are people. All you can do is bait the hook and massage them toward the direction you want them to go in by feeding them what they want. And what they want has already been determined in the first three years of their life. They already have 
their values. All you've got to do is find out what their values are and put a carrot at the end of the values chain and they will follow. Nervousness, fear, doubt, anxiety, thinking about the past, belittling people of the past, judging and criticising the world, judging and criticising governments, all this is deliberate, conscious, unquestionable uh, evacuation of energy because we don't feel worthy of it. It's time in your vision to say, I hereby declare that not only will I build energy and store it with my vision and values and my sense of self and my sense of love and my, as Carlos Santana call it, my sexual vitality. Not only will I do that, not only will I know where I want to direct this and put it and place it in the world and build something bigger than myself, I will stop fucking wasting it. And if you can only do that part, the rest looks after itself, I assure you. Wasting it with grief, wasting it with sadness, wasting it with worry, wasting it trying to fix other people, wasting it rescuing people, wasting it listening to advice you didn't ask for, wasting it uh, doing what they call a therapeutic shopping, wasting it. This energy is a gift and the one thing you know that builds energy is time. So the greatest definition of energy management is time management. A person who has no value for time has no value of themselves. This little exercise, which has now taken 21 minutes or so, can change your life. If you choose today to just draw this little box Make some commitments to yourself. Stick it up on the wall and start to think about it. Remembering, directing your energy, directing your energy is building the future. And if you can't build it, store it and direct it, if it's all going out down the toilet in the, in the waste, then don't blame yourself. Don't blame others that you're not getting what you want. It's because you've chosen to dump it. This is Chris. Have a beautiful evening. Bye for now.